Hi there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know direct from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 18 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you'll find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take about the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. I am your host, Sarah Zarella, and today I will be speaking with the amazing Dan Phillips, our photographer and producer and our number one man around here. So here's the deal. We started this podcast about two years ago. It was just something that we just wanted to give back to the community. We make zero money doing this. We just want to send out information. But you're probably wondering why we haven't done any episodes on wedding photography. I mean, we're wedding photographers, right? Truth is, I just felt so stunted with it. I didn't know where to begin. Dan and I have so much knowledge to share with you. So we've done a couple like mini series here and there, but we've never sat down and done a real episode on wedding photography. And I just didn't know where to begin. I just have so much knowledge. So today I got into my comfort zone and we are putting together a show about wedding photography. We're going to go over questions to ask your photographer, what to expect the day of your wedding with a photographer, pricing. We're also going to go over a little bit about engagement pictures, should you or should you not have it. We are going to talk a little bit about what to expect after your wedding, and we're just really going to just talk about, in general, wedding photography. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Dan as we finally give to you an episode on wedding photography. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends, and hello, Dan. Hello. I am excited to have you here with me on this side of the production versus behind the scenes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just think it's so funny that we're finally sitting here almost two years on the anniversary, finally doing a show. On... Yeah, I remember the text I got at two in the morning from you uh, to start the show. We should do a podcast. <laughs> it's actually so, yeah. So yeah. why don't you tell our listeners how this all started? Yeah, so um, uh, I was yeah, I was up. Yeah, I'm a night owl compared to most people, but um, uh, I don't know what's, what was keeping you up, this idea, I guess, but I got a text from Sarah, and it was like, we should do a podcast. I like two in the morning, by two the way. Two in the morning, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's a really good idea, honestly. And um, yeah. And the great thing about it is she's so organized that like when we get a host or a co-host or a guest, um, she like thinks of everything and is organized and does all the notes and stuff. And what are we going to talk about? Um, nobody comes in unprepared, which is nice, which I think makes it an easier show. And I have to edit the shows, so it makes it easier to edit. So kind of going back to how we ended up sitting here doing the podcast for you all, I was away on vacation with my family. We're in St. John, and I just had this idea that I just wanted to have a podcast for you all to listen to, and we do this free of charge. I just wanted to spread knowledge out there and just help you all when planning your wedding, and I just thought, like, hey, let's just do a podcast, and I literally, I'll never forget it. I just was up. And I just couldn't sleep that night. And I said, I'm going to text Dan and, you know, he'll get it when he wakes up. I'm just thinking like his phone's on vibrate or like silent. And all of a sudden, like literally he wrote me right back and he was like, let's do it. And I was like, what are you doing up? And I think literally that night at like 2 or 3 a.m. we created this because you right away were like, I have the gear. I have this. And I was like, let's do it. And we scheduled a date for us to come into your mm-hmm. podcast taping room. And here we are. Who's the first one? The first one was exactly two years ago. It was, I am going to look it up on our... Um, was it Luke? It was either Luke or Karen. In fact, I want to say oh, it was no, Karen. Oh, no, 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 you're right. 
It was Karen right. from Blackstone Catering. She was the first one on our podcast exactly two years ago. Imagine that. Wow. Yeah. It was how to hire the perfect caterer with Karen. And you know what? We got to have her back on. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But anyway, so here we are with you guys today because here's the thing. Here's a secret. And it's, well, it's not a secret. You all kind of know if you follow the podcast, but there's not a podcast about wedding photography. Mm-hmm. And you're probably wondering why, considering that we're photographers. Um, we've done some mini series and some segments here and there about categories that have to do with photography. And I'm just going to give a shameless plug for those. Um, <laughs> there are episode 56, questions to ask your wedding photographer. Episode 21, is a first look right for you? Episode 22, editing and retouching, the difference and what that means. And we also have episode 25, which is if you should have one photographer versus two. And we also have episode 38, which is understanding wedding vocabulary. So we have all these little mini episodes, but we don't have one about actually how to hire a photographer and what to expect for photography and pricing. And it's because honestly, guys, it's just a beast for me. It's what Dan and I do. Yep. And yep. I could sit here and talk to you guys and ramble for hours, and I just didn't know where to start. So it just took me two years to do this. And even now sitting here, Dan, I'm still like I, I have so much knowledge to give and share. I don't even know where to begin. Well, it's also it's like a visual medium medium in a audio medium format. So it's like, no, this let me describe this picture. And it's like, you know, you just want to see it. <laughs> You're right. But I mean, but I have to do it. We have to do it. We ha I mean, it's there's I there's just so much knowledge that I want to give to you and that Dan and I want to share with you. So for our listeners, today's episode is going to be all about wedding photography. And we're going to divide this in a three part series. And so the first part is going to just be explaining what you should be asking your photographer when you first call them. I mean, a lot of you guys, obviously, if you told me that you were an expert in wedding planning and knew exactly what to ask your wedding photographer, honestly, I would be like, uh, 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 there is something terribly wrong here. I mean, photography and hiring a photographer should be something that you should just do once or twice in your life, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's that. So we're going to kind of break down some questions to ask your photographer. We're going to talk a little bit about how to prep for your wedding day with your photographer. Obviously, we'll go over some pricing. We'll go over actual wedding photography day of and, you know, just different scenarios about what's happening the day of your your day and wedding photography related. And then we'll talk a little bit about the aftermath, like how long things should take, what you should expect after your wedding when it comes to photography. And that will be this episode. And then we'll have two other episodes for you that are just going to be some random tips that Dan and I are going to fire off to you guys but I guess with that said, we're just going to roll right into this. So bear with us because this is just something that um, it's very difficult for me to talk about my own topic, right? I could sit and interview someone all day long, but it's, it's talking about something that's very special to us. And I really want to share this knowledge with you. So just bear with us, sit back and relax and just have fun. And, and hopefully you gain some knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So here we go. I'm going to fire off, Dan, some like points that people should be asking when they're calling us, right? If it's mm -hmm. not us or just your photographer in general, okay? So, so number 1, right, is and it's and it's kind of seems silly because it should be a no-brainer, but it's really important is you really need to make sure that the person that you're hiring has insurance. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, a lot of people in our industry don't. And I don't know why. It's one day, it's a lot of money, you can't get it back. We're sometimes one of the most important vendors on site. And we're also, there's a lot of liability that comes with us. I mean, we have a lot of gear around, we're dealing with people, we are dealing with different environments. We're at locations, so venues that we're going on their property. So for their liability purposes, they need us to have insurance. You need us to have insurance for the per for the production that you're paying us for. So right off the bat, please ask any photographer that you are working with if they have general liability insurance. So Sarah, I mean, how many venues right up front ask if you have it, so, you have to send it over. So interesting that you say that, Dan. So a lot of people probably don't think about this, but 
sometimes you might hire a photographer, right? And then the venue is going to ask you all for every single vendor that's coming on their property for their certificate of insurance. And you'll be surprised. They will not allow us on their property without our own insurance. And honestly, guys, that is that 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 is something that they need to be asking and they do ask and therefore if you have a photographer who doesn't have insurance they cannot come on property because it just protects the venue some churches i would assume do it too it, yes some it's pretty much any place that is as as public and you're going on so to to on property so to to answer your question how many i would say i would say more i would say more, like 90% i mean it's very it's very rare that we don't get asked that. But here's the thing, Dan, it's even more now after the pandemic than prior, because I think before they were all supposed to be, put it this way, guys, the easy answer to this is they're supposed to be asking us, but I don't think venues were actually asking. So number one, please ask them if there's, insur if there's insurance. And you know what? Here's the thing about our industry. I'm sure you're already figuring this out if you're looking at photographers. There is such a wide range of styles pricing, everything, what you get, it's very, very confusing for the listener, right? So first and foremost, one thing that's going to affect pricing is if they have insurance, because if they don't have to have insurance, they're probably just starting out. They probably don't have their, the proper documents to even be in business, all right? And so therefore, they have less cost. So number one, do you have insurance, right? And even if you're in like photographing, oh, well, my... my um all the ceremony and all that stuff is just happening, um, you know, at my parents' house. It's like you should still have them be, have insurance, right. right? Because here's the thing. It protects you guys. What if something happens to your photographer on your property, which goes underneath your homeowner's insurance? Remember that. Now you're dealing – it's at your house. So it's your homeowner's insurance. However, what happens if something happens to that photographer's gear on your property? Like there's theft. Their, mm -hmm. their gear breaks. They need insurance also to – it's the aftermath. You're delivering a product. Sorry, they're delivering a product to you. So they need insurance. They just do. There's. I, I don't want to scare you guys with some of the reasons why. Just do you have insurance? That should honestly be a deal breaker. And like Dan said, whether whether you're getting married at a venue, just don't don't do it. Even if you are hiring a photographer that's just starting out, that photographer needs to have insurance. Listen, it's not expensive to go get general liability insurance. So just. Have them be insured and have them be a legit company. And if they're not, ask them to maybe just do your engagement pictures. Do not do business with them for your wedding day. Tough. Tough but fair. Uh, truth. <laughs> all right. Another question that you should be asking your photographer, and just also to all, we did get into this in a great detail with a podcast episode 56. I did sit down with a fellow photographer friend of ours, Faith Dugan, and we went into a lot of detail about questions to ask. So we're just skimming this right now for the general, but just so you know, that's, that's out there if you want to dive into this topic more. But another topic, or not topic, another question that we get asked is, how many images are they expected to get per wedding? Mm -hmm. So this is really interesting. It's coming back from, you know, again, there's so many different photographers. We all work differently. It's a really tough category for you all, right? But like Dan was saying, there is the visual. So the one thing good about our category is you can visually see if you like someone's work or not, right? But then it's figuring out like the differences. Like let's say you have a couple different photographers that you like their work. Like what's the differences? So one of the questions you should be asking somebody is how many images are they going to get? And each photographer is going to tell you different answers. So I can't tell you what the right one is, but I can tell you that asking at least to, just to give yourself knowledge because knowledge is power and then you can understand what you're going to get. And then you'll start to figure out what's right for you, right? So with our studio, we say rule of thumb, there's approximately about 100 images per hour, okay? Now, that's not to say that we are literally photographing the entire time that we're there. I get a lot of times people say to me, well, do I have to pay for you when you're – 
not photographing, a.k.a. sometimes the travel time. Yes, every photographer is going to start their time for the day at the moment they show up and end their time at the moment that they leave. And re relatively speaking, we are not photographing the entire time. I mean, sometimes there is a little bit of downtime, a.k.a. driving to the venue or, you know, people getting ready to be introduced. I mean, there's 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 times we're not photographing, but general speaking, it's about 100 images per hour because even if you take an hour of travel time that's made up after like within another part of their day. So, if you have someone there for about 8 8 hours, you should be getting anywhere between 800 to 1200 images. Sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more, but that's generally rule of thumb. The other thing you want to think about is I mean, obviously you're thinking like, oh, I want more, 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 more. Think about this just as an example. Um, it's going to start dancing time, right? And then the photographer's like, oh, I have to cover this. I have to cover this. The first person walks out and they get barraged with picture. The photographer is photographing them. They're going to go, whoa, whoa, and leave the dance. You can almost kill a dance floor by photographing too much. Right. And the other thing is, too, is like Dan was saying – not just the practical actually on the day of, which is a great point, Dan. Like a real photographer needs to kind of read the room, right? Know when to step out. Yeah. There, there have been first looks where we're like, we got what we need, and they want to have a moment, and we don't need to be in their face. No. It's like that's it. Like it, exactly, Dan. Like, you know, that's a whole other topic, but you're yeah, right. Yeah. I know, but, but you're right. Like it, it, you sometimes think that more is better but you a true photographer knows how to get the exact moment for you to remember and document it and then back away a little bit to honor like what's happening the day of the other thing is too guys is like if you have a ton of images it's really 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 daunting to go through them all so having a photographer that can precisely cull and dan you want to explain what culling means culling just means going through them picking the the ones you want to keep getting rid of the other ones culling them i think it comes from like sh like herds of like sheep or whatever like you cull yeah. like whatever is sheep and stuff i think yeah and we actually have an episode literally on understanding terminology of photography which is episode 38 but you're right so having a photographer that can really understand the power of culling is only going to save you the headache when you're looking for images and for the listeners you're probably thinking well i want them all if you have the right photographer, you will get them all. It's just that you won't get, like, I'm just going to say the crap. You, just don't, you don't need that. duplicates. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, so rule of thumb, just ask them how many images are they're going to get. And, and, and you know what? You may not know what's right for you, but just having that conversation. And that will lead to a lot of, like, how they work, right? Mm -hmm. uh, another question that you should be asking is, will you own the digital files? So here's the thing, guys. Different photographers do different things, but you have to ask if they'll own them and you have to ask if they'll be them ready for print. A lot of times people ask us like, well, you have that copyright or watermark on it. I get that. That's why you're asking because you don't know how else to ask the question. But a lot of times when you see photographers post images up online, it will have their watermark on it because they are the creator. It's kind of strange copyright laws. And let me just kind of explain that a little bit, and I'll explain about why you should ask if you own them. This is no matter where you are, wherever you live, there's a thing called copyright laws. Us photographers didn't create it. It's just the law. In the wedding industry and in photography, the creator is the owner, period. Does it matter the subject matter or not? It's kind of strange, right? So, like, you're thinking, well, wait a minute. They're taking a picture of me or they're taking a picture of my wedding. It, they are the creator. They are the owner. So they will always, 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 always be in ownership of that. You cannot get around that. However, what you are doing in some contracts is you're buying the rights to those images, which means now you'll be a dual owner. So ask them, are you buying the rights to those images? Will you own them to do what you please with them? And if you are buying the rights to those images, you got to ask them technically by copyright law, if you post anywhere on social media, even if it's your own account, you should be giving credit to the author, aka photographer. And obviously, if you get you know published on blogs or magazines, you need to. But if you're making your own prints, you should be able to get a print release if you're getting the rights, I'm just saying, if you're getting the rights, and be able to do what you want with them. 
And then, I mean, honestly, if you are getting the rights to your images and you're able to do what you want with them and you don't want your photographer to use them for their purposes, even though they're the owner, there's nothing wrong with having that conversation with that photographer to ask them not to. You'll never be able to strip them from having the rights to the images, but you can have that conversation. It happens all the time with Dan and I. I mean, for every photographer is going to answer it differently. I'm not going to tell you how they will, but I can tell you how we will. We shoot enough weddings. I, we don't need your images. Um, we like your images because we want to share to the community and show what beautiful stuff you did so it would help other people. But I have, I have people all the time saying to me, like, be, maybe because of their job or maybe because of just they're just private. They don't want us to use their images. And I will do that. I will, I, will, I will not use their images and we'll come up with another agreement. But unfortunately, you can't strip the photographer the rights. Um, all I was going to say, it made me laugh. You talking about the photographer owns the image. Did you see this? It I don't know how long ago, but it was in National Geographic, right? So this photographer was trying to, like, take a picture of, like, I don't know, the jungle, like a bird or something. And he set up his camera. And then, like, I think he, like, went in front to, like, fix something. And a monkey came up and pushed the picture. <laughs> and then that I picture, think I know go with this. like, was like, oh, can we use it? Because the monkey technically was the photographer. So I'm... they were, like, there was, like, a whole little kerfuffle because it was, like, well, technically, the monkey took the picture, not the photographer. So the monkey is the photographer. <laughs> I did not know about this, but I'm so going to research that because that is so funny because it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like, you know, if a tree falls in the woods and no one hears a noise, does it make a noise? <laughs> but like, you know what, though? Like, honestly, that's so funny because technically the yeah. monkey is the creator. Right. Well, why didn't the monkey get credit and it's like all right sorry george the monkey <laughs> that is that is a good Isn't that funny i i never knew it but you know yeah. what though there you go like i'm sorry guys it, it's that you you can't strip the monkey or the photographer <laughs> the rights to the images but you know what you can't strip the monkey. <laughs> um but anyway i mean a lot of us are monkeys I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah, right. uh, but just ask just ask if you get the rights and then some photographers do not release the rights but there's other things like maybe you buy albums maybe you buy products like it's just again just ask for that right um, another question to be asking is when should you expect your images? So you're not going to like this answer. We're in a really weird world right now with instant gratification. And a lot of people have these editing apps on their phones and all this fun stuff. And they think that like they can get the images right away. Here's the deal. We are not doing the same thing that your apps are doing. We are not doing the same thing that your cameras are doing. Hence the professional photographer. Now, Back up for a second. There are different photographers out there. So there are definitely different price brackets. And there are definitely photographers that are significantly less than, you know, what Dan and I are doing. And maybe they can deliver your product differently because they're not doing what we're doing. But a, a professional wedding photographer, their turnaround time is going to be more than what you probably expect. Okay. So just ask for the turnaround time. Just again, you're just creating knowledge. I'm not saying that any turnaround time is right or wrong, but I can definitely tell you, you're not going to get instant uh, satisf satisfaction. And if you do, I would just be really skeptical of why. Because again, I, I, I just had someone in our studio the other day and she was like, oh yeah, you know, I have this app that I could just get rid of people in the background and, and, and that's fine. And those, those are out there. You have your images, you can do whatever you want. It's just not doing the quality that we're doing, meaning like we're working with very high resolution images just to render those, just to get those into our system is a lot, just to pull them up is a lot. There's a lot. I don't even want to bore you guys with all the details. We actually have a whole segment on that, which Dan and I covered, a, 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 I don't know, like maybe a, like a year or two back. And just so you know, that episode is 22, editing versus retouching. But anyway. A typical, just ask them what the typical turnaround time for us is six to 12 weeks. So, like, what would be a solution if somebody really wanted images quickly? Photo that's, booth? So, that's how, a really, how quick you get your photo booth back. Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. So, photo booth images, obviously, you can't compare those to sure, wedding, sure, sure. But, like, but something. Right. Photo booth images are usually instant. Like, you're, you're getting them literally, your guests are getting them that night, and you're getting the digitals like within, as, Whenever that photo booth company, like I, I own Rocky Booth. Right. So our photo booth company, where are we going out on the weekends? We're pulling those images off the machine on a Monday and we're sending them to you that day. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then obviously your guests get them right that night. And then you can get the social media feature right that night too. Um, another thing is you can talk to your photographer. They could probably do a couple sneak peeks. I mean, again, remember guys, to pull images, we have to import, go through hundreds of images to find it. But again, you could. there's nothing wrong with asking that. But just respect the process that the answer is no. But there's that that option. It, that option is pulling out some images. It's just having the conversation. I've had people say to me, I need one image for a thank you card. I will do that, but it's really difficult to know like what image you want, right? Because there's so many. So again, if you don't care and you want me to send one, fine. Like I'm here to service you all. Some people will say no because they're afraid that they're not going to send you the best of the best. Like again, they don't know what you're looking for. And there's so many beautiful images, but just ask turnaround time. Another question that I always get is, what is a typical timeline of a day? Like, how many hours do they typically need? I literally get this all the time. That is the one question that I ask, and I understand it. We have t- entire episodes on timelines, guys. So check out, we have like three or four different episodes all mm-hmm. over timelines. But typically, and I this is my answer to you all, and again, I'm only speaking on my behalf. I can't speak on other photographers, but it, it's just having the conversation. So... Typically, a wedding is, and I say in quotes, eight hours long. There is reasons to have more time and there's reasons to have less time. Some factors that come into play are, are you getting married off-site and there's travel time? Are you not wanting us to stay till the end of the night? Are you not doing getting ready photos? Are you doing a first look? There's all reasons that go into it. Doesn't matter if it's going, it might change the time, it may not, but just in a typical wedding, it's eight hours of photography coverage. That is a typical wedding. Then you can obviously, with your photographer, detail it a little bit more and figure out if you need more or less. But just go into something thinking you need at least eight hours, and then if you have an atypical wedding, you might need more or less. Another question that you should be asking is about payment. Obviously, like how do you book when your payments are due? I mean, that I won't get into on our end because it's just more of like it is what it is. But just ask about that. Taxes. There is this weird thing that's out there. And I don't know what is going on, but why do people not realize that photographers are taxable on all items? And I think it's because people could consider people like like a product versus service, right? And like service is non-taxable versus product, but in in, at least in Rhode Island, and I'm, I'm seeing a lot of photography forums, we are considered part of the product, so we are completely taxable, the entire package. So I know that you know taxes is not a very sexy thing, but it is what it is, so just understand that uh, there's always gonna be some type of taxes on your photography, and then just ask them how the deposits work. The other thing to think about when hiring a photographer is pricing and what happens the day of and the style. And so what I think we'll do, Dan, is let's take a quick break. Mm -hmm. And then when we come back, let's kind of dive into those. Sounds good. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcast. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now, let's get back to the episode. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled Podcast, friends. So before the break, Dan and I went over some questions that you should be asking your photographer when you are considering them to be your wedding photographer. And we just kind of want to dive in a little bit more, talk about some pricing now, right? Mm -hmm. So here's the deal. I know that we are in New England, so and we have nationwide listeners. What we get in New England is a lot more for wedding photography than the rest of the country, but also to the, obviously the cost of living. Well, people don't realize that, uh, well, Rhode Island, but especially Newport, is the wedding capital, destination capital in the United States. Right, and the cost of doing business here is far more significantly expensive than other parts of the country. So if you are getting married in this part of the country, 
you are definitely looking at a higher ticket price. And it's not just because we're just like, hey, we want to charge this. It's just it's just significantly more to do business and labor and everything is more up here. Um, but with that said, across the board, you are going to get a ton of different pricing. I, I, I've seen it all. I've seen it literally from $800 to $12,000. You know, I, I've seen it all. So for us, right, Dan and I have packages that start from 3800 and they can go all the way up to 84. I mean, right there is a large like a large span of pricing, right? So there's you I don't know how to how to tell you what photography is, but I can tell you that if you're looking for a type of photographer that is going to have the proper insurance, the proper experience, the proper output of images, you I mean obviously for us What's great is, and we'll talk about this a little bit, about the visuals on the internet, but you have visuals, right? So it's number one, see if you like the visuals. Number two, see if you like the editing style, talking to the person, making sure that you like them. Like I tell people all the time, Dan, I'm like, we could be 10 times better a photographer if we could just photograph, right? <laughs> but half the other time is we're dealing with people and personalities and organization on the day of. So there's a lot of moving parts that your photographer really has to control. Like they have to know to like when to step up and when to step back. Yeah. And then knowing the limitations of time in the venue and, you know, setting things up in a certain way. If you have a dog going into your first look, we got to know how to, who's going to hold the dog, walk up, tap, turn, turn this way, not that way. So you face us. You know, it's... um there's it just directing all day. You know? All day. And there's an on top of it dealing with our craft, yep. which is understanding lighting and posing. And so, you know, if you want somebody that's been seasoned and really understand that also produces a quality photographer, uh, photography product, it's going to be around too. I mean, yeah. how many times have you seen businesses come and go? Really mm -hmm. scary, right? And yeah. disappear on people. You will be paying at least 3500 to start. It, it, it is what it is. Uh, and that's for like a typical eight-hour wedding package. That's to start. Now, when you start adding more hours or more product, more shooters, then you're going to start getting up into a different range. But again, I just wanted to kind of set the tone about wh what 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 you're dealing with. Now, if that's not in your budget, I would hate for you never to have pictures on your wedding. So there's definitely photographers less, but there's going to be reasons why they're less. And we set you up for success to ask the questions, and you'll start to soon realize why they're less, and you just have to figure out what's important for you. Um, but, Dan, you know, a lot of times people talk to us about engagement sessions. So here's the thing. Like, a lot of times, you know, somebody might have a different budget or they're not sure, mm -hmm. and they say, oh, you know, should I do an engagement session with you to test you out, right? Mm -hmm. There's pros and cons to that. Yeah. So I, I, I always say for Dan and I, We've been doing this for 20 years. We are seasoned, okay? Any photographer that has been doing this for longer than 10 years, they don't, I, and I, again, for the photographers out there, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm just kind of speaking for some of the general photographers that we know. They don't need an engagement session. They can learn your, they don't need an engagement session to photograph you. Doesn't mean they don't need an engagement session to get to know you, but to photograph you, we can learn your angles, the way that the light hits you as soon as we see you. I mean, we, we get it. We understand light. We understand the way light hits a skin. That, that We get it. So there's so many people that we, sh we, we meet them and we photograph them for the first time the day of their wedding. So it's not mandatory that you don't need an engagement session. And also, too, nowadays there's there's – emails there's conversations over the phone there's looking at our work online you can figure out if we're the right match with you with all those outlets but if you want to do an engagement session and you want to just a lot of times you guys haven't been photographed professionally before then that's why you do an engagement session and also too honestly it's the first time you probably are getting professional pictures of you as a couple and not a bride and groom mm -hmm. and also it's like a little bit of prep. How many times like, are we photographing on the wedding day? Oh, remember? Do the, yep, do that. <laughs> Harken yeah. back to what you learned in your engagement session. I mean, usually it's things that people pick up pretty quick, but it's not like you need a prep day. <laughs> we but. don't need it, but like you're saying, Dan, it's a great icebreaker. So mm -hmm. if it's something that, you know, listen, don't feel like you need to do it, but if you want pictures of you guys as a couple, I, I know at least my house, my engagement pictures are more dominant in my house. 
because it's us, it's me and my, my husband and I as a couple versus bride and groom. But the ones that are more important to me, obviously, are the wedding day. And I have that in the house, but I have more of us, just us, right? So if you want pictures of you guys as a couple, do an engagement session. And then if you want to get to know your photographer and just be comfortable in the camera, do it. Also, in an engagement session, you can, like, you know, have a picnic. You can lay down. You can do like a little bit crazier stuff. Not that you can't go on a beach on your wedding day, but like it's tougher because you're in the dress, you're in their tux. You don't want to get it messy. Um, I mean, half the thing. I mean, was it your? Um, is that an engagement session where you're in the water? Yeah. Yeah. So like you could. Dan and I. I mean, that's not Dan. So to Dan and I. People actually. Funny people enough, ask all the time. All the time. If we are married, we're, we are not. Um, <laughs> but no. So Dan, you're right. Steve and I were for our engagement session, literally in the water. Right. So it's almost like a trash the dress, but like, you know, yeah. you got to ruin something. And we didn't get married on the beach, so that was the other reason why Steve and I decided to go to the beach for our engagement sessions because we got married on a farm. So that's the other thing you can do is you can pick a location that you don't have access to on your wedding day. Right, right. But there's a lot of things like, oh, sit on the stone wall this way. Can't really do that in a wedding dress. So like, it is more uh, open to like the things you can do um, on an engagement session, but. Yeah, and so, you know, not to go backwards for a quick second, I was just thinking there is a lot of other things that affect price, like one versus two shooters. So we do have a, a mini series about one versus two shooters, um, episode 25, and that will dictate pricing. And we also have an episode 21 about first looks, which also will dictate pricing because sometimes if you do a first look, it's more time on, on site. But right. there's a lot of domino effects positives for that. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of wanted to plug that in there for a second about pricing. But you know, now going over, we talked a little bit about pricing and engagement sessions. I want to talk a little bit about wedding day and what to expect and how your photographer handles himself. So I have a lot to say about this. And then, you know, Dan, I'm sure you have too. But in regards to pricing, right? You get what you pay for. And that's with everything. So, but, you know, reality is not everybody can afford everything, okay? So you have to really figure out what's important to you. If photography is important to you, you're going to be, you're going to have to spend a little bit more in the photography budget than you probably were expecting. But you can save in other areas because here's the thing. Not only are you looking at the product visually and not only are you trying to make sure that you can mess with the person and you can figure these all out. You guys are smart people. Just trust your gut. But you have to make sure that that person understands how to handle themselves the day of. So a true professional will not be on their phone, will understand that not when they're not servicing you at your wedding, there's also still guests there that are all eyes are on them, right? So, you know, you have to be on your A game the entire day mm -hmm. and be professional. I mean, this is someone's wedding, right? So dress professionally, you know? Dan and I, we wear black with no logos. I'm not saying that not wearing black with, with logos is a bad thing. We just, we wanna blend in. We are here to service you, not to stand out. That's not our day, right? Well, Sarah, not too long ago, we were on uh, a final call with a couple and they were like, oh, hey, one more thing. Um, one more thing, like uh, one of the other requests we have is, um, you know, can you not wear anything like crazy, crazy? And it was like, no, we wear, we wear all black. And they, they had just come back from a wedding and the photographer was wearing like red pants and a blue vest and crazy shoes and socks. And it's like, Hey, it's not about that, you know. So like, maybe yeah. that's a good question because some I don't know. I've I've seen it before. Photographers like, I don't know. They want to yeah. they want to show their style and they're an artist. Or and that's whatever, the thing. Like, it's like a lot of photographers they they're dressing very nice. So what Dan was explaining with this particular couple, that this particular photographer was dressed very nice. I, I want to even say that they had like more of like um like a suit, but it just, it didn't blend, right? It was more like a guest attire, very nice attire, but it didn't blend. And they wanted us to blend. I know photographers who are very dear to me who wear beautiful, like, for, like not for you, Dan, obviously, but like <laughs> beautiful dresses, you know, like they look lovely. They look professional and lovely. But not something a guest would wear. Like No, but what I'm trying to say is it's like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm yeah, just yeah, saying, yeah. ask them. And figure out what you want your photographer. Like, I, we choose to wear black. That's what we do. But there's some photographers that wear, you know, men who wear nice button downs and suit pants. Um, there's some photographers for girls that wear lovely dresses. I'm not saying anything's right or wrong. But just ask them 
because you just want to know what's right for you. Yep. Um, and then obviously there's the obvious. You do not want someone showing up with sneakers and shorts. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. And We've they're out there. We've, We've seen, seen that. that. So I, 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 I get texts a lot from, I'm not going to name the name, but a videographer that Danny and I work with a lot. And he'll send me throughout the season. And yeah. I'll, I'll probably get it like three times a year. Yeah. Like pictures of photographers that he's taken and showing me like, look at, like, look at this. Like, yeah. and they are just sloppy. Yeah. Like sneakers, t-shirts. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think that's an unfair question to ask when you're when you're talking. To your, no, and your, and, and, and they don't really. have. You're right, and they don't have to wear black like Dan and I. They can just like I said. I have photographer friends that dress in nice, you know, um, suit pants and and dresses. But just make sure it's right for what you want. Yep. You know. And I think we know um, a DJ too that wears like a suit but Chuck Taylors. You know what I mean? He's but that's his vibe. So it's like, all right, what are you gonna wear on the day? This is what I, this is my normal getup. Oh well, could you wear you know normal shoes or like you know what I mean? So like I, like I said, I don't think that's an unfair question to ask. No, and 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 each answer will be right for you, but it's something to ask. The other thing is too, is at, a lot of times you all ask like you're not comfortable in front of the camera. So like, how is that photographer gonna handle? Your comfortability and, you know, you're not doing an engagement session or you don't live locally to get to know the photographer. So just talking with them, Dan and I, we, we use prompts instead of poses, but we do guide you a little bit. There is definitely different styles. So just kind of throwing this out there. There's traditional photography. There's photojournalistic. There is fashion photography. Um, so just ask your photographer like, what style they are and ask them to explain it because you do not need to know what those terminologies are, but you need them to explain their style to you so you can make sure it's right for you. Some photographers do a ton of posing. Some photographers do not. And again, there's so many different areas of what's right for you, but you need to ask. Mm -hmm. Big time. Another thing too, Dan, is kind of going off of like the style and the way that you know photographers shoot there's so much visual out there, right? We have social media, we have websites, we have blogs, we have, so I think what's great about us is you can literally f look at our style, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing, okay? What someone puts out there, uh, for us, what, what you see is what you get. But I mean, we've been doing this for so many years, but you know, there's a lot of people that pop up and they can slap up, you know, 50 great images but what are they really producing? What's their consistency? Yeah. So a lot of times people ask to see a full gallery. Like, I don't really know. I have like a love-hate with that because seeing a full gallery for me, for someone else's wedding, I don't know if that's going to marinate with somebody because that's someone else's family, someone else's vibe. Yeah. Someone else, like, but, but do your research. Ask to see out like visual albums. Ask to see blog links. Like, you don't have to see a full gallery. And, and if you do, go in there with an open mind that you're looking at someone else's day, someone else's setting. But just I just I just want you all to research them a little bit heavier than just yep. what you see on social media. Because we get people who, you know, um, one of the features of the place they are looking at and one of their things that they want is, like, you know, it's all about family or something like that. So it's, like, an extensive amount of let's say, like formal pictures. If you get that gallery and suddenly you'll think, oh, all they do is that, right? Um, you know, all they did was shoot next to the the lighthouse, right? And it's like, well, that's what that person wanted, you know? <laughs> or they wanted a crazy party where people are like doing shots and, oh man, oh, I don't know. Um, so it's definitely like a different vibe with everybody, yeah. And also, too, like in the world right now that we're living in, we're living in like a TikTok reels world. So I know with us, we don't I, we don't personally do a ton of of those algorithms, social media. We post on social media all the time. I am posting out there. Dan and I's work all the time. We are doing this. We are posting out there for you all to see our work, to see our consistency, to get inspiration. I That's what we do. We post for your inspiration. But we are not, like, on the job filming us doing reels. And, and I'm not knocking people to do. It's just we don't have the time, mm -hmm. right? I, and, and you know what? Maybe our algorithms are going to fail because <laughs> to tell you like I just don't get carried away with the, the the likes and the and the reels because ultimately that's not the service we're providing for you well it's also like we're not 
um, I don't know. I don't know if it was be self-absorbed. It's kind of funny. Be like, we photograph all day, and we're like, oh, you, we photograph you, photograph you. And then um, what we've been doing recently, which I think is actually pretty funny, and you guys can probably take a look at it, we take a selfie with the bride and groom. And it's just kind of funny where, like, I don't care what I look like almost because I'm, like, trying to make you look good, but it's just for social media. Let's take a picture. And I, I like, I mean, we should have a flip book of me looking horrible in all those pictures because I'm all sweaty and because I don't care. I'm, I'm there for you. I don't know. I thought that was a, an interesting point where, like, and then I give them to Sarah and she does, I don't even know what she does with them. <laughs> she, like, is going to make a flip book or something. Uh, one day, know. Dad. One Jeez. day. I, I have, I have, um, I don't know, some very interesting imagery of you that one day when I get the time, I'll have, mm. to, I'll have to make a whole post on Dan on the job day. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Uh, but you know what, though? Speaking of Dan on the job day, right? Here's the other thing, right? Power of reviews, okay? So if you've been following us, Dan and I, we work, we've been working together for decades. We go out together and we go out separate, right? There's nothing better than hearing from you all when, you know, you just have something great to say about Dan and, or, or myself. Um, so if you're hiring a photographer in your vendors after your wedding, can you just write people a review? Like, just just do it. It's a it just, it's just a really nice thing. We're in an industry where you, we don't get a lot of repeat business. You're not getting married every day, right? So it's a once in a lifetime thing. So if you can give back and pay it forward to those who serviced you, and then also too, if you're looking for photographers, read their reviews. Yeah, and, and maybe, we we see them. You know, oh, like yeah. it's not like it goes on some weird computer shelf where that we're never going to see it. We're going to see it and we're going to appreciate it. And then also too, like make sure that you're reading reviews um, that are legit. I mean, I'm not saying that they're fake reviews, but like really look at these reviews, make sure that they're going over a span of years. And I'm telling you right now, if you get it, if you see a review that's not so hot, it's not so great. Like don't automatically turn your way to them because we are dealing with, with service industry in the world. And there's not, there are some people out there that are just, I don't know. I mean, it happens, right? I mean, we, 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 we like some some people are just not easily pleasable. But if you're seeing that you're constantly seeing, like, if you see a ton of great stuff and then like one bad review, read that review and and just read between the lines. Like, maybe maybe that is the bad review that's going to turn you off and not hire that person. But also, too, maybe if you can read that review and maybe you can see what they're complaining about, maybe that's something that wouldn't bother you. So again, just. Read the reviews, um, and you know you, you don't have to hire someone that gets all five stars. I mean, they're just people, but just see what the constant thing that people are saying. There should be a pattern that, because that pattern reflects the person who is servicing you. They, you know, because you know the key to being a great business person is to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Big time. Um, I want to talk a little bit about product and the aftermath. Right? Unless there's something else you want to go Aftermath sounds so like... Mm, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But what happened in the aftermath? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I know, right? Well, okay. But I guess, what else are you going to call it? I don't know. In the the post? You know, like... The post. Uh, post. Yeah. But then, then, then I think of like post-wedding blues because that's know, a real deal. I know. Well, anyway, how about, how, about, how about you stuck with us and like after yeah. your wedding? After your so wedding. So a lot of photo... Not sorry. A lot of vendors you say goodbye to, right? Photographers, one of the venue vendors that stick with you. So let's talk about what happens after, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to wait some time for your product. Some photographers are not giving prints or product or albums. They're just giving you the digitals. Some are full service and give you the album and give you the digitals. So, you know, ask if those options are out there and what those options are. I know that a lot of people may not think about the album, but I just want to kind of get, tell you guys a little bit about the album it's some sometimes time is money right so you might think you're going to do something with your images but you're not so you're paying someone to do something with them normally the albums that your photographers are doing are better quality than what you can get online that's not to say you can't do like the outtakes online but there is something about the tangible we're in an age right now where most of your images are going to go cycle through your social media posts they're also going to maybe pop up on your walls a handful or two. But there is something about the wedding album. This I always tell our couples, Dan, I say that um, you're hiring us to be your wedding photographer, but ultimately it's your wedding day about f- its family photography too. It's probably the first and last time that you're going to get both sides of the family together and look that good. 
So it's just remember that you're in the moment right now and you're thinking about your wedding day, but I want you to think about life. And I hate to say this. Um, it's just, it's, I'm going to, not everybody is going to be alive, you know, after your wedding day. It is the reality. And sometimes you get the best pictures from your wedding day. I hate to be morbid, but it's the truth. Like I, how many times do we get all the time when someone passes, we, we see our images that we've created for them. Up. Sure. Yep. So. And also, too, let's not be as morbid as that. Just in general, this is going to be your your special images of the special people that you're going to have forever for your the rest of your life. So. Well, there's no excuse any other time to get people together and take a picture and, like, make it nice. If you're like, oh, everybody came to the Super Bowl. Let's all get a picture. You know, right. Like, and I mean, you'll get pictures of like obviously your nuclear family, like if you start doing family photos, or maybe you might get like generation pictures, or like you said, maybe you'll get your spouse's side of the family, and your but you said like who? How are you going to get everybody together again and mm-hmm. dress up? Yep, on both sides for sure. Right. So just start thinking about that. Obviously, different packages. A lot of times. If you pre-purchase something, it's less than if you do it afterwards. So, A, because you're kind of grandfathered in with the price because a lot of times with photographers, you're booking them a year or two in advance. So by the time you come around to do your, your wedding images, this is now two years later. Printers are more or whatever. So, and also, too, just bulk packages, right? That's how packages work. The more you get, the more you save. It's like one-on-one, right? So just don't dismiss the after product, the aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> So, Dan, before we get into the wrap-up question, I just can't believe that we've sat here and we did it. We did it. I'm so proud of us. Oh, uh, me too. <laughs> but, Sarah, what, um, so, like, I just thought of a question. So, like, what would you tell your younger self for advice getting into photography? Because we talked a lot about, you know, uh, like, the couple and stuff, but maybe a few, like, younger photographers are listening. Okay. I love that question. So thank you for asking that. So here's the deal, right? Can I just t- say say it long? Like you know me, I, I, like like Go I'm not. It. Go for it. Just I'm watch not, watch your hands. I'm not a loss of words. I know. I, yeah. For anybody, I'm just sitting here talking with my hands. I don't want to hit the mic. Dan will get very mad at production over here. Can't fix that. So ultimately, Dan, here's the thing. Like we kind of broke it down a little bit, but you just want to have fun, right? It's your wedding day. You just want to have fun. And it's such an amazing day, and there's just a reason why I've been doing this for so long, and Dan, you've been doing this so long, and we've been doing this together. It's just, it's there's just a electricity that just happens on a wedding day, and every single one of you all is so different to us, and every single wedding that we go to, I, I get that feeling again, like it's my very first wedding. I just get excited, right? So ultimately, I just want to have fun. But how do you have fun on such an important day if you're just starting out? You have to pre-plan. So I tell all our couples, we're going to pre-plan everything. I'm going to timeline your day. Dan and I are going to have detailed appointments with you. Oh, by the way, if your photographer has information for you to fill out, just fill it out. (laughs) That's just fill it out, please. Detail sheets is what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, you just want to pre-plan. So therefore, the day of can just be just be fun and carefree but if I had to tell the Sarah who was first starting out such a funny question because I just was talking about this with another vendor which I'll tell you about that in a second I would tell her to have a an amazing contract and what I mean by that is if you're just starting out in the photography world please pay pay the money to have a contract Get a professional lawyer, ask your friends who are seasoned, ask them to if they will be kind enough to share their contracts with you. Have an amazing contract because just like good neighbors make good fences, good contracts make good business re- transactions. The contract needs to protect you and it needs to protect your client. It has to be a two-way street and it has to be very black and white and it has to cover so many angles that you don't even know because that's the point of the contract. So Sarah, 20 years ago, didn't have the contract that Sarah has now. So the way that we work is every time we have a problem, and I, and I would love to sit here and say I don't have problems, guys. I mean, that's, that's 
BS. I mean, every business is going to run into problems. The point is, it better not be a lot of problems. So along the way, there's been a handful of problems. And every time there's a problem, I, I, I correct it, I rectify it, but I look at it and I say, how can I prevent this to not happen again? Right? You live and learn. And I amend the contract. For the last, I would say, 11 years, we've been sitting tight with a great contract, and we've had great results. And this is on both sides. So I would love to tell the people who are just starting out to have a great contract and make sure it protects both sides. Mm-hmm. You know? It's good. Yeah. And then that goes in like with everything. Like, I mean, ultimately, it's a business. So you have to have everything pre-planned. But then you have to make sure come the day that business side goes and you just have fun and you, just, and you, and, you know, and what you're prepared to execute things. Like, I even tell people we don't take money on the day of the wedding. Like, if they extend us for the hour or two of photography, which happens all the time, so that, like, different photographers, you know, work differently. But with Dan and I, you can, you can die, buy extra hours, even up to the day of. You book us for the day. So whether we're there for one hour or 12 hours, we're there. But we never take money that day. It's just not a day to do business. Mm-hmm. How about you? What would you say to Dan 20 years ago? I would tell him to go to the store and buy the best camera you could because it's all about the camera, right? Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Just buy the most expensive camera, and that's the best thing you can do. Yeah. (laughs) No, I would just say— And hence um, why I didn't ask anybody to ask what type of gear there was because their cameras just don't—does not matter. They're all so good. Um, What would I say? always be always be learning and always be like trying new things the amount of times it's like you know out on a wedding and say oh let's let's try this and like how many ways can you photograph two people a lot but you can always be thinking of like something new so it's like always be learning something new a little tick a little trick um and experiment a little bit and see what works like there was my patented new thing that I do. I'm not gonna say, but um, I think it looks really cool. And it was just like a, a thing I kind of thought of. And it's kind of like my my little secret fun thing. I think it looks really good. I do too, I know what you're talking about. I, and, and that's and that's important too, is that like, you know, obviously for the, for the photographer that's just starting out, you don't have your season style. So mm-hmm. like for those photographers, have your season style, but, cause you have to deliver. Like what's, yeah. once you hire somebody on. You got your go-tos. Yeah, like here's the thing, we can't be mixing things up. I mean, you hired us to produce what you just saw. So we'll have our go-tos, but then always stay inventive, yep. always stay on top of things, and then throw in the new stuff. And so it's funny you say that because your new little thing that you're adding to your portfolio, I like that. And you stumbled on that mm. one. You tried it out, and it was successful. Well, I thought about it for a while. I didn't stumble on it. Fair I, enough. I well, I saw it for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I, well, it was effortless, so you thought I just stumbled upon it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And you know what? Going back to what I was saying, about contracts and I was like oh something just happened this morning when I was driving here to meet you to do this podcast episode I had a fellow vendor who's actually was a guest and I'm not going to say who it is but they called me because they ran into a situation and she just wanted my advice right and the way because sometimes you get in this all your own little echo chambers right and you just want to make sure like am I am I losing it here and she told me what happened and I, I I asked her what happened with what what's in her contract, mm-hmm. and we talked about her contract, and I said that's that's the Bible, that's it. Yeah. So, actually, what she was asking me about, without going into details, she was on target of what she thought. But sometimes you just have to make sure because ultimately it goes back down to your contract. Like, it, that protects on both sides, right? Like, you wouldn't want us breaking our contract, and we better not. That's why you have the contract, and then so you can't break it. And if you do, there's there should be systems in place of what happens. Um, but Dan, with that, I, 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 I we literally could sit here all day, and that's why we're going to do a, a, two more episodes, right? Oh, two more. You're stuck with me. You're stuck with it. Oh, uh, you've been stuck with me for a long ass uh, time. <laughs> very long time. Um, all right, so Dan, I'm going to ask you this question. All right. I'm putting you on the spot, okay? Uh-oh. What are some key points that couples should be asking? their wedding photographer or any photography company to make sure that they are inquiring and working with a professional company to make sure that their wedding day is a perfect event. So make sure they have insurance. Make sure they got a good contract. And make sure that you like hanging out with them. 
and there you are vibing. Whether you like their style or, you know, if you're going to meet them and you like them. Ooh, I like that. Because you're stuck with them all day. I mean, it's a wedding, you know. Yeah. They're almost your second um, planner. Yeah. Like, coordinator, really. And, and you don't have to, like, meet them. You just yeah, have yeah. to talk to them. Like, I mean, right? Just yep. talk with them and just just make sure you like them. Mm-hmm. You know? For sure. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I think we helped our listeners become one step closer to their stress-free wedding planning, and I hope we did. You can find all of Dan and I's information on our website, which is at sarahzarella.com backslash podcast. And definitely look up all the other episodes that we mentioned. And please download the next upcoming episodes that we are doing in this mini-series. So thank you so much. Uh, Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.